My name is Greggy Hochsteller, and this week we're going to be talking about WTF, episode 145, featuring Gallagher and Mark Marin. But first, we're going to be speaking to my guests. First of all, you know this man as one of the biggest names in wrestling in the world. He's a movie star. He's a... he's Mostly, I want to talk about the podcast, because he's a podcasting legend. Please welcome to the show, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hello, people. So... Um, how would you like me to refer to you? Can I call you Steve? Would you prefer I call you Mr. Austin or Stone, perhaps? Stoney. Uh, Stone is Stone is good. Stoney's good. Um, however you want, Stone Cold, whatever you mm-hmm. guys prefer. Okay. Well, I will keep that in mind. Stone, it is. Um, yeah, and that podcast. Wow. Uh, that's a good one. It's like you just get on and you rant, basically, right? Uh, we get on there, I do a good rant for, you know, 35, 45, 55 minutes. Uh, then I, I talk to a nice professional wrestler usually, and we kind of just shoot the breeze for a while. Talk shop. That's exactly right. Talk about the different wrestling moves and the new uh, maneuvers that have come out in the past, uh, the, the recent future, and see what wrestling three. has to hold. That's exactly the right. Past- the past recent future. <laughs> you know. Okay, uh, and then we got a comedy guy here in okay. the studio as well. <laughs> I get it. Um, this guy, you know, from movies, the, he had a TV show at one point. Um, he's had several TV shows, actually. Kind of the best. Yeah, he's even uh, some children's programming on Sesame Street. He's appeared on many times. Uh, please welcome to the show, Kermit the Frog. Hello, people. Wait, I've been on Sesame Street? <laughs> yes. You're a Muppet. You're one of the Muppets. Yeah. You're not just the uh, tea-drinking guy? <laughs> what was the one name of the guy that pretended to be Kermit? Oh, in the Muppet movie? Yeah. The recent one? Yeah. Constantine? Okay. Why are you asking me? You're Kermit the Frog. Um. <laughs> Can you not watch yourself in your movies? Do you get self-conscious? Kind of, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I get kind of angry. Mm-hmm. It's well, I've weird. heard it's not easy being green. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, are you a big wrestling fan, Colonel? No. I'm all about peace and flowers. Oh, yeah. I'll especially love flowers. Really? Do you have any flowers? I don't have any flowers. <laughs> are you sure? Oh, do you have any, like, in your yard? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sound sure. Okay, thanks. Um... What is with that thing with you and Miss Piggy? Is that like a real thing or just on the movies and TV shows? I guess. It's real? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, Okay, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. Oh, God. uh, Coming up. (laughs) Um, Have you ever, Steve, have you ever had a romantic relationship on screen um, also become part of your real life? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Actually, my my former manager, Miss Debbie... Uh, her and I had a bit of a fling and uh, ended up getting married. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, was Debbie her last name? <laughs> you know what? That's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> Do you not know? You know, <laughs> wrestling, everybody gets fake names. If I were a bet man, I'd say that was probably her first name, but your <laughs> guess is as good as mine. Okay. Well, that was very progressive of you to have a lady manager. You, you just look for talent, right? That's exactly, exactly right. In the wrestling business, you kind of you have to go with what's hot, and at the time it was you know female empowerment. So we thought, why not get Miss Debbie in there? How about you, Kermit? Is Miss Piggy also your manager? Um, yeah, she kind of runs everything. Oh, that's true. She's she's a, a very high powered uh, lady, mm-hmm. and she'll hit you. <laughs> Yep, a lot. So is most of your relationship based out of fear? <laughs> Shh. She's probably going to listen to this. Well, I got to ask the tough questions. I I can't spare your feelings, Kermit. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Stone, was Miss Debbie ever mm-hmm. a Miss Piggy type to you? Oh, she was just mean as an old rattlesnake. Couldn't tell her anything. She'd order me around, grab me by the ear, and tell me what to do. Well, you can't argue with her success rate. I mean, you've had a huge career. Well, that's right. She uh, she led me to becoming the uh, WWF World Heavyweight Champion, so you can't argue mm-hmm. with results. Do do you get to keep that belt? Uh, you don't get to, but <laughs> you can keep it if you... Uh, if you challenge old Vincent Kennedy McMahon to a uh, arm wrestling match, which I, of course, did. And did you win it? What do you think, buddy? Of course I did. <laughs> of course. I'm sorry. Come on. Do you still wear it around, or is it does it not really match the clothes you wear? Uh, sometimes it clashes a bit, but, you know, if I'm at home by myself and I, I'm feeling a little down, I'll, I'll strap it on and walk around the house to <laughs> bring my spirits up a little bit. Hey, Kermit, have you ever thought about getting into wrestling? Um, uh, I'd probably lose. See, Muppets can't really get muscle. Oh, you're stuck the size you are, no Basically. matter what. Although, we could use other things instead of stuffing, I, would, I guess. <laughs> you could put iron bars inside <laughs> yeah. your fabric? Sure. So you actually are like a puppet, but you're alive? Yes. Wow. You can... Take me out, everything out of me, but I'd still be al- alive, basically. Like the fabric part of you would be alive, yeah. the outside? Mm-hmm. Can you still move you could, if, if there's nobody? Yeah. Not really. I can move a tiny bit, but... Like a snake. You I, can I wanna slither be able to, around. Yeah. I want to be able to support the weight of my upper body if I was standing up. Jeez. Although, That's terrifying. <laughs> That's not terrible. Why? Just a little, like, boneless... Flat thing like slithering at you <laughs> on the ground. Fabric. <laughs> and it gets up onto you, and you see his face, and it's Kermit the Frog right before he kills you. Mm-hmm. Oh, he kills you? No, let's not talk about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Do you stay the same size no matter what, or do you have to work out to keep in that shape? Oh, you know, I'm in that gym seven days a week, brother. Always pumping iron, getting big, getting swole. Mm hmm. You got to keep the muscles. Well, you can't argue with the results. You look great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's what I do it for. You say that a lot. What's that? Uh, you can't argue with the results. Um. Well. Can't do it. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Carmen. <laughs> uh huh. There's a lot of people on this show that I don't want to argue with. <laughs> I'm a good host. You argue with me too much. I'll give you a stone cold stunner right right now. Oh yeah. Do other people, are other people allowed to use the Stone Cold Stunner, or is that yours only? Uh, if I catch somebody doing a Stone Cold Stunner, I'll be there in two seconds to give them one right back. That's my signature maneuver all day, every day. What's a Stone Cold Stunner? Uh, it's a move where you uh, you kick the guy, and he kind of doubles over, and then when he's sitting there trying to catch his breath, you grab his neck, and you just fall down and snap his neck in two. Ow. Ow. Oh, I think exactly that's right. like you kill them. Not... <laughs> Is that a well, legal that's... wrestling move? It's perfectly legal in the uh, squared circle. Squared circle? Mm-hmm. So if everybody right. owns their moves, it must be tough being a new wrestler to try to come up with a new thing that you can do. It, it is tough. That's why I talk to these guys on the podcast. We kind of brainstorm some new moves for them to come up with because, you know, like you said, they're all about taking by now. Well, you already have, like, one of the most iconic moves out there, so you're still trying to come up with new ones? You know, I'm just trying to pay it forward a little bit, help the new guys out. But uh... Oh, okay. So you're giving them to them. Right, right, right. But, you know, if I think of a real good one, I might come back and uh, and throw it out there on Vincent McMahon right in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Get you a know? second oh. belt for home. That's exact. That's right. <laughs> so, Kermit. Yes. Um, you've had a Muppet movie. Yep. You've taken Manhattan. <laughs> you had a weird office show where you talked about having sex a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's next for the Muppet brand, anyway? You were babies at one point, too. Tell me, what did the, the nanny on Muppet Babies look like? Because we only ever saw her from the knees down. Like, was she disfigured up above? Is that uh, why she was never on TV? She, yeah, she didn't want to show the rest of her face because, in her face, because she was old then. Oh. 
No, yeah. That's something you're not allowed to be in Hollywood when you're a woman is old, right? No, when you're Muppets, when you're old. Oh. That's like. Oh, you get recycled. <laughs> made into a new one. Think of like having really torn up blanket that's uh-huh. really thready and yeah, it's like pilly and, and like pit bits of it are coming off and stuff. Yeah, Gross. that's what she looked like above. Wow. So why didn't they just get someone else to play that part? She was the nanny. She. Oh, so it was like a documentary. It yeah. wasn't. Almost all the movies are documentaries. <laughs> oh wow. We They're really, really funny did. for documentaries. Yeah. That's cool. We really did take Manhattan. <laughs> you guys got to give that back, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, this is ours. Never gave it back. <laughs> you must be rich then. Yep. Rents are outrageous. <laughs> yep. We kind of, how do you think we have so many movies? Wow. Okay. You're self, self-funded, huh? Mm-hmm. Jeez. So it's not easy being green, but it's easy making green when you're good with the frog. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm sorry for saying that, by the way. <laughs> I hate your puns. Oh, that was good. So, that was good. Stone, you've been in a bunch mm-hmm. of movies. Oh, like yeah. Like The Expendables. I know that's Kermit's personal favorite of your uh, oeuvre. Um, what, what do you, which do you prefer? Do you prefer wrestling or do you prefer mer- movies? Um, I like uh, I like to wrestle, you know, get in there and get grapple around with some sweaty guys, you know, really, really get in there and, uh, and, uh, and make it happen. You know, movies are all kind of fake. You don't get the chance to, to really show off your moves, but you do make a lot more money, which I do appreciate. But if I had to pick one, I'm sticking with wrestling. Okay. Do you, do you find it's harder to wrestle as you get older? Yeah, you know, by now I'm getting to be up there in years, so uh, these young guys, they're running circles around me. I can't hardly keep up, but, you know, if I could, I'd be right back in there, brother. Kermit, how about you? Do you find that the, the younger generation is coming up behind you? Is Robin, like, uh, Who's Robin? snatching at your heels? <laughs> Who's Robin? He's the little frog on the Muppets. Oh, He's like your guy. nephew or something. I know him. Um... He's more of, he thinks that he's going to get it. Like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Uh-huh. But he's not going to get it. Oh. How about at the end of Muppet, The Muppets Take Manhattan, I think there's a scene, like, on the stage show you were doing, where you and you and Miss Piggy get married, and then there's also a, a part after that where, you like, Miss Piggy is pushing a baby carriage, and inside it are baby frogs and pigs. <laughs> Like, what happened to them? They're dead. <laughs> They're dead? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Don't be. We murdered them ourselves. What? Kermit. We're... No. This can't be true. Well, I murdered them. What? Why did you do you that? Did? Yes. <laughs> I can't have them take Well, then I have to stop this podcast and call the police no, because I can't. can't just have a murderer on the show. <laughs> Um, please um, don't re-listen to the recent episode of Jeffrey Dahmer, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, cops aren't listening to this podcast, are they? <laughs> no, so far, okay. no cops have ever listened to this podcast. Okay, well, maybe good. they are. And they just well, I put it at the beginning, um, you know, if they listen to it, it is entrapment. I mean, they're not allowed to. They do have to There's tell you they're a every episode. They have to tell you exactly. Mm-hmm. And by the time they email me and ask me for permission to listen to the episode... You know, I just say, no way, you're not allowed to. That's smart. That's, That's good how thing. the law works. Totally. I buy the law all the time. You do I, what? I buy the law all the time. Fight the law? I buy the law. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, with all your Manhattan money, I guess yep. you could. So, <laughs> you murdered your children, then. Yep. We're sticking to that? Yes. That's the story. Yes. Why did you do that? Uh, they're not really my children. Uh-huh. Constantine. Oh, you. Man, oh, sorry. So you're Kermit. just okay. <laughs> so you are the other frog, Constantine. You're not actually yes. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog is in a basement in some Manhattan building. Oh wow! Demolished. You've got him hidden away. Yeah, and it's about to be demolished, so <laughs> he'll, he's going to be gone. In a just while. another number on your. Oh jeez, I can't believe it, Constantine. What's your body count up to these days? 
You're going to kill him. You've got the kids. Um, stop counting. Really. Jeez. This I, is awful. <laughs> I hate to hear this. Uh, Constantine. Wow. Um, so, Steve, what, what caused you to get into podcasting? <laughs> well, another good question. Uh, you know, I guess I was just uh, I was too old and broken down to really wrestle anymore. So I thought uh, I was trying to think of some way to stay relevant in the wrestling game. And that was about all I could really think of, to be real truthful with you. You must do great. You must pull in like killer numbers because you are like a legend. Everybody knows who Stone Cold is. Yep. I didn't. Yep. Uh, well, Kermit. everybody but frogs. Murder frogs, okay? Jeez. You know what? That's not the kind of audience I want anyway, so, so thank you <laughs> for that. That is a great point. I'm going to come to all your shows now. <sighs> please don't. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Steve. I did not realize what I was getting into. I thought I had the good Muppet, Kermit the Frog, on the We're going to be friends forever, aren't we, Greggy? I don't know about that. What? What is... <laughs> what am I supposed to do with a murder frog? What? I, I meant this to go, like, take a little longer. <laughs> what? I meant that to take a little longer before. I meant, I meant to take hints rather than... Oh, okay. Just... <laughs> well, rather than just saying I murdered them because I'm a murderer. <laughs> I'm a murderer. That's why I murder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Constantine, what's your deal? Like, why, why do you do this? Uh, there's no rest for the wicked. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> I mean, it's all reference that uh, you just <laughs> died for. All. Uh, Constantine, you suck, dude. <laughs> 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 Why does that make me suck? Uh, I like music so much. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be an easy sound cue when I go to edit, at least. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? So you just kill people because you like to? Or m Muppets? I assume you haven't... Have you killed humans as well, or only Muppets? Uh, well, let's not talk about that, because it's not technically illegal to kill Muppets, <laughs> technically... Oh. I didn't know that. So you Muppets don't count as people? No. Even you? Uh, <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not a murderer unlike some people in this room. Wink, wink. Wink, wink, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've done some pretty good winking in my time. I think I know what that means. Okay. <laughs> wink, wink. What do you think is the best wink you wink, ever did, wink. Constantine? <laughs> this one right here. Wink, wink. Oh, that was really good. You're wink. right. You're right, actually. Thanks. Stone, what's your best wink? My best wink is probably this one right here. You ready? No. Wink, wink. Oh my god, I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. You blew Constantine away. He loved that. It was a pretty good one, if I must say so myself. Mm -hmm. You're a pro. In wrestling and in winking. I think you do say so yourself, because you just did. <laughs> Oh, you're just going to call him out like that? Yep. You Have you seen I, the size of this guy? And nope. you're just talking shit over here? Yep. You need to watch it, Constantine. You and I are going to have a cage match here pretty soon if you don't watch it. <laughs> I think I'm going to be able to crawl through the cage. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. If if someone leaves the cage, does that mean they lost? No, that's win. That's how you win a cage match. You get uh -oh. out of there and you're the winner. Maybe we'll have to figure out something different for Constantine here. <laughs> or... Before we go there, I can do what Greggy said and reinforce myself with iron. I don't know why I haven't even thought of that yet. That well, would you be able to lift the, your insides then? If... Well, if my insides were iron, that's the kind of power I would have to Oh, my okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like magic or something. No, like, with my stuffing, I can lift what stuffing can lift and I stuff see. like that. So, so like magic. Iron, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So, you've been in a lot of movies, Stone. What is, like, your dream role? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I heard that they're um, thinking about making a Grown Ups 3, and I would absolutely love to be one of the uh, main acts in that. I had a small part in Grown Ups 2, but I'd really like to 
be part of the boys and Grown Ups 3. Mm-hmm. Rubbing elbows with Sandler and Spade and Kevin James and Chris Rock. I just love those guys to death. Yeah. Because, like, in Grown Ups 2, you were kind of a... Uh, the, the Bad guy. Yeah, the bad guy like of the me. film. But you could totally pull out, like, a Fast and Furious, and you join the team in Grown Ups right. 3. They introduce me. They say, hey, we got a new part of the team, and the the camera pans over to me, and everybody goes, what? What's this guy doing here? And I just kind of crack a smile and shoot him the finger guns, and then it's on from there. How about you, Constantine? What would be your dream film role? Um, I'm already the best villain <laughs> there is. I don't think I could get better unless I had superpowers. Oh, wow. Oh, wait. I could do that. Oh, yeah. Muppet Marvel movie. <laughs> could be good. No. Well, if you get, like, you know those touch thing- screen things they have in a lot of sci-fi movies where you just touch it and it's on your arm and that's... Okay. I could probably do that, but I had to cut off part of my stitching on my arm. And then okay. I could control robots. That's what... Oh, so that would be your superpower. superpower. Yeah. So we're... <laughs> okay. Yeah. That works. What would your name be then? Um, Constantine. Oh yeah, that is a pretty good, a pretty good superhero name. Yeah, that is good. Super villain because I'm a villain. Oh, so you acknowledge that you're a villain? You don't yes. think that you're secretly the good guy? I'm and... not the good guy. Oh okay. Straight up bad guy. Yeah, that's kind of a uh, self-aware of you. Am I getting praised for? No, that's a good point. You still are a real piece of shit. I mean, murdering people and stuff. I don't know. I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to think you're a pretty good guy. (laughs) Kermit should be dead for now. (laughs) What? Like that's happening today? Yes. It's being demolished today, the building that he's in. So if I stop this podcast right now and go call the the company that's demolishing it, maybe we can stop that from happening? I know, because I own the company. And plus, they probably won't. Well, I could call the police or something. <laughs> He's got the police in his pocket. He lives Manhattan. Oh, jeez. I own Manhattan. Manhattan. I this goes all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some might say I own Donald Trump too. Oh, he's a New York boy. And those some people that would say that are uh-huh. right. Wow. So he's you're you're the man behind the throne, kind of. Yes. Oh, this that, just goes deeper and deeper. Yeah. Conspiracy theorist, be gone. And come, what you let. Well, you could never be president yourself because people can't vote for you because well, you're not a person, right? I make Donald Trump make that legal. Oh, okay. That is supremely evil. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and then I take over the world. I'm having fun just thinking about taking over the world. <laughs> you really are a super villain. Thanks. Don't you get have fun thinking about taking over the world, Stone? Uh, I, yeah. I, now that you mention it, that probably would be a pretty good time. <laughs> It'd be a good way to spend a weekend, at least. Right. Yeah, there you go. Well, he kind of already has. I mean, he's a world-famous wrestler, movie star, podcaster. I'm like, I would fund you. You would fund him? Yeah. Until, you would make him the next Donald Trump? Yeah, until he starts to take my spot, then... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk turkey here, buddy. I'm ready to be funded. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. That's not gobble. what I meant, and you know it. <laughs> oh, this guy. Gobble. The real cut up. <laughs> Can I talk human now? Gobble. Yes, please, please do. do. Okay, thank you. Now talk frog. <laughs> okay, back to human. Thanks. Okay. Um, it's like my only weakness. People... Wait, are you still married to Mrs. Piggy then? Oh, technically I'm not. Only Kermit? But she thinks yeah. you are Kermit? Yeah. That is so that's messed up. Idiot. She's a widow. Wow. <laughs> okay, so that's my first call. As soon as this is done, I'm calling Miss Piggy. Well, is there anyone above the police that I could call in New York to get this Kermit nope. the Frog thing to stop? Not really. Well, I'll call Miss Piggy and maybe she can figure something out. She can go karate him out of there or something. Well, the thing was set to go off at, like, the charges that were blowing up was supposed to go off at 7.30, 7.36. Oh. oh so it's done. <laughs> uh, well, this is really dark. Uh... <laughs> Rest in peace, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Rest in pieces. Okay. that's what he's in. Really making me mad, Constantine. Thanks. I'm sick of your crap. Thanks. 
You're going to make me walk out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Greggy, if you uh, do those ad things in the middle of your podcast you, that you do uh-huh. about me and supporting Donald Trump to support me, then uh, Kermit, I might be able to save him. <laughs> so you want me to do plugs in the middle for <laughs> <Yes>. you? <laughs> and Kermit the Little Frog's life is in the balance? Yes. Don't say no. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> I guess we got to get to that then. Um, it, I'm I sorry, hope. Stone Cold. We got to take a break. Uh, got to talk about this jerk Donald <laughs> Trump and Constantine. <laughs> Let me go save him now. Well, good luck. Okay. We'll be right back, folks. Hello, it's me, Greggy. The real Greggy and not a fake robot who took over Greggy's life. That's for damn sure. I want to tell you about a great Twitter boy named at MythTweeter. Right now he's pretending his name is number one YouTube fan, but that is a sport joke. His real name is Blake, stuck, and he's straight fucked. Just kidding. Sorry, I hope he didn't tell his grandmother to listen to this part. Click follow on this man and click retweet on everything he says for the rest of your life. Thank you. Hey, you know what? You could even follow me Greggy on Twitter if you want, but I can't say my Twitter handle with my real human meat tongue, so look in the podcast subscription, wait, I mean description. LOL. And I think that's true. But I think that there's a deeper level to it, too, that you also reveal hypocrisy, that you satirize extremes in order to, to make a point about society, about culture, about how we see the world. I agree with all that. But at some point, if you're doing jokes that hurt people, you know, OK, fine. You could say, well, they're babies. They can't take a joke. Well, maybe they've been taking that joke their entire fucking life and all they hear it as is pain and attack. Or all they hear it as is, is you know, you're saying that I'm less than because I am who I am. And, and that's a reality, too. Are those jokes bad? No. Can they be done well? Yes. But it, this idea of disarming anger through humor, I mean, it's, it's almost the difference between saying, like, I've got a gangrenous sore on my leg, but I'm just going to put lotion on it. You're trying to be controversial. I am not. Yes, you are. You're just arguing with me. I have 30 years of experience. Well, then tell me about comedy. I, I just think that show business about. is show business. Well, then just. Why don't you do the interview and tell people your opinion? We were having a good conversation. No, it's, uh, oh, come on, Gallagher. All right, folks. Uh, Constantine the Frog had to leave. Uh, he told me he was going to go and uh, save Kermit the Frog, which is, you know, great news, actually. I was afraid that that was actually going to happen. Uh, but luckily, uh, that terrible thing didn't happen. Um but so this week, Stone Cold Steve Austin and I listened to WTF episode 145 uh, featuring Gallagher and Mark Marin. And I forgot to mention it at the beginning of this episode, but this is a Bad Boys of Podcasting episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, if, yeah, if you've got Stone Cold on, you've got to go with the Bad Boys app. And WTF is usually a show. I mean, if you listen to podcasts, you know what WTF is. But just in case you live under a freaking stone cold. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> WTF is a podcast where Mark Marin interviews comedians and other famous people. And he does a little monologue at the beginning. And then um, he talks about, you know, how he's made them mad in the past. And they hash it out and get over it. Uh, and in this episode, I guess they Gallagher and Mark haven't really had a history together but of course a lot of people know gallagher as that comedian from the 80s who uh hits fruit with you know a sledgehammer the vegematic the vegematic yes oh no the sledgematic excuse me well it is based on the vegematic he let us know about that on the episode uh he saw it was a vegematic and then he said yeah well that kind of sounds like sledge. So there you go. That's a comedy act. So I have my whole career outlined right now. <laughs> well, he tried to send it to George Carlin. <laughs> you know, the guy who would really, that's right in his wheelhouse, is just smashing watermelons in front of people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Such a good move. 
my first question I've got here is, uh, are we doing this? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. Um, that's uh, Mark Maron's famous thing that he has at the beginning of all his episodes. I was a big fan of um, Gallagher would just pick out one word that Mark would say to him, and he would just repeat it like he'd never heard it before. Like, are we doing it? I, I said that like it was every single question. Yeah, it was it was funny when when he uh, he asked, why haven't I ever been offered a talk show? <laughs> uh, because his voice is so weird. And like just listening to him even ask that, you know, answers the question. Like, of course, they're not going to hire you for a show where, you know, you're just talking the whole time. Like, dude, you've listened to yourself speak before, right? Like, that's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. <laughs> Uh, what's the worst smelling thing a fan has ever brought you, Stone Cold? Hmm. Another great question. Uh, well, you know, they used to call me the Texas Rattlesnake. So I'd have people coming up, you know, they'd bring, uh, they'd bring their pet snake in and, you know, say, oh, this rattlesnake, rattlesnake, it's like you, right? And you're like, uh, whatever, you autograph it and send them on their way. But every once in a while, I, uh, I'd have somebody bring in an actual, it wasn't quite taxidermied yet, but it was just a straight-up dead rattlesnake for me to autograph. And that thing stunk to high heaven, as I'm sure oh, you gross. can imagine. Oh, yeah, it was disgusting. Jeez. Um, of course, I have the best fans in the world. Uh, none of them could ever do any wrong in my eyes, and nobody's ever bring me anything that smelled bad. They're the best. <laughs> One of my classic throw-you-under-the-bus questions. <laughs> uh, how much did you zone out during that monologue? Oh, my God. How, like, you In your intro, you said he gives uh, little monologues before the interview. You were doing air quotes around the word little when you said that? Oh, yeah. I forgot to... I forget, sometimes I forget to say quote, unquote, when I say things like that. That's what we needed right there. That's a solid half an hour of him just talking about Portland and eating salmon, right? Yeah. And he got philosophical at one point, but I don't even remember what it was about. But uh, he, he was talking about life and like big things. Could not uh, tell you one bit. <laughs> oh, he did. He was talking about how he, um, he called somebody up who he'd screwed over in the past or whatever. And I was going to ask you who you think he was talking about during that. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a while ago. He said it was somebody big that was in town with him when he was in Portland, I guess. Um, so I guess it would have to be Fred Armisen. That's the only Portland yeah. guy. It's him or um, what's-her-face. Uh... Yeah. See, I was thinking... Put a bird on it, right? Right. There you go. <laughs> I, my first thought was Barack Obama right off the bat. He said, this is a big oh, guy okay. call his office. Uh, I knew they ended up doing that interview afterwards, so maybe they patched things up between then, but he probably wasn't real nice to Barack back in the day. Yeah, well, early on, it, you didn't know this guy was going to go anywhere. He'd just show up, you know, organizing communities and stuff, and then you're like, whatever, dude, get out of my hair. But then it turns out, you know, he's Barack Obama, the president. You got to you gotta take care of the little people sometimes. You never know which one's going to turn out to be the next president of the United States. Yeah. And it's so hard to get used to, you know. You still treat him like he's the, the little guy when now he's the boss, basically. Little Barack opening up for Mark Maron at open mic nights, and the next thing you know... He's the president. You gotta, you gotta remember that type of stuff. Yep, that's why it's it just pays off to just be nice to everybody. Everybody, just across the board. So let's get to our first bad boys moment. Uh, at eighteen forty-five, eighteen minutes and forty-five seconds, uh, <laughs> Gallagher grills Mark on why, if people know his name, why doesn't he have a TV show? That's a great question. That's an excellent question. Like, and by his logic, there should be 
3,000 talk shows on TV right now? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, everyone who has any kind of a fame should be on television at all times. Right. right. Or at least, you know, have the courtesy to ask them if they want to be on TV. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, maybe he wants it, maybe he doesn't. But you have to at least, if you're a producer and you're starting a talk show, Gallagher's number one on the list, baby. <laughs> most popular guy around. Everybody uh-huh. knows his name. <laughs> what would his monologues be like, just smashing things? Or He would say, uh, so did you hear uh, Hillary Clinton? She's got pneumonia. Then he would just smash a watermelon, and that would be the punchline. <laughs> yeah, or just jokes he heard on the street before the episode. <laughs> If somebody gets mad, he just shrugs his shoulder. I don't know. I heard it on the street. I didn't ride it. (laughs) Actually, it would be kind of good for him if he was on TV where people do write for you. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be his gig right now. He doesn't. He'll tell you first, like right off the bat, that he's not responsible for anything he says because he doesn't write anything. So, (laughs) Uh, what was your first job in show business? You know what? I actually went. I uh, I went straight from playing football right to being a professional wrestler, baby. That's the only thing I ever wanted to do in my life. Wow! Did you play high school football or college football? Uh, a little bit of both. I uh, tore up my knee in college and realized the NFL wasn't for me. So. Oh yeah! Isn't that always the way? <laughs> Buddy, you're telling me. <laughs> Seems dangerous football. No kidding, getting your brain scrambled every damn week for for what? Mm-hmm. Luckily, you were able to move on to something less physically intensive like uh, professional wrestling. Right. You know, a little, little more easy going, not so much time on the road. Very, very much less physically demanding. It was just a, just an absolute breeze, that lifestyle. Okay, so then at 24 minutes and 10 seconds... Uh, Gallagher tells a story about a time Kenny Rogers got mad at him for telling a racist joke. (laughs) And like, he tells the joke and it's racist. And then like all throughout, he's talking about how, you know, this is something Mark is putting on him. Yeah. You, oh, you read a couple interviews saying I'm racist. Where where are you getting that? You're going to believe that you're like, no, dude, you, the first thing that came out of your mouth was a racist joke. (laughs) Uh, But he probably didn't write that. Well, that's a good point. He probably just and it was his first job in comedy as well. So he wrote he wrote the uh, the watermelon smashing bit, and that was it. He did eighteen <laughs> specials, wrote one joke. Should be a talk show host. What do you think about those specials? Do you think they would hold up at all? How did he have so many? <laughs> like. He- you think it'd be one and done, like, all right, I get it, the guy smashes shit, like, people ate it up, though, it's a different time. Well, it does stick in your mind, which is, uh, he raises a good point at 26 minutes when he calls, uh, Jay Leno's act forgettable. Damn, Daniel! Hey, you want people to remember, you gotta, you gotta give them something. I don't know. Gallagher is a great guy, of course, I agree with many of his points, but... I think Jay Leno is pretty well known as a, a decent stand-up comic, even if he, uh, his, his reputation has been tarnished by his uh, talk show that he had for so long. He does have that reputation, at least, as being a good stand-up. Well, he never had an act. Him and David Letterman, neither one of them ever had an act. They just went up there and wore a suit. And then they were offered TV shows. Right. They knew it, going into it. The problem was... The studio execs just didn't know Gallagher's phone number because he was always out there touring with his sledgehammer. He was always on the road. That's what did him, man. If he would have just stuck in L.A., history of the world would have been completely different. <laughs> um, well, that's how he got his job with Kenny Rogers. He stuck around L.A. and uh, he was on all the talk shows. And he met uh, Kenny Rogers' manager and got offered a year-long gig. That is such a... Can you imagine going to a Kenny Rogers concert and Gallagher opens telling his racist jokes and smashing shit? Like, what a weird combo. It is... It's weird how that happens sometimes. Like, they'll have a... Even if it's not Gallagher, if it's just, you know, a good comedian or whatever. Like, having a comedian open up for 
Any, you know, music, a music concert is, is a weird concept. Such a bizarre thing, but hell, I guess they know better than I do. Have you ever had a comedian open up a wrestling show for you? Yeah, we had a, we did a year of um, touring with Monday Night Raw where we had uh, Carrot Top open up for us. That really got the crowd in a frenzy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Not in a good way, but, but they were they were pretty riled up. Uh-huh. So, you know, I guess um, it worked. Yeah, and it was before your time, but back in the day, uh, Andy Kaufman would even try to get in the ring. That's right, that little rap scallion. <laughs> um, how often do you think Gallagher actually visits college physics departments? <laughs> well, when he's on tour, the way that... I'd like to believe is that every single tour stop, he calls the nearest physicist and they just arrange a meeting and they just talk about, you know, up quarks, down quarks, uh-huh. uh, photons, electrons, and they just really hash it out. Yeah. I wonder if, if it's like, a if you're going to school there, if, if one day you come in and it's just Gallagher up there in front of the class and you just, you know... It's just Everybody like, raps. They just talk it out. It's like an open forum with Gallagher leading it. <laughs> How crazy would it be if Gallagher actually invented something like huge, like civilization changing? Well, that's what I like. He he talks about all these patents he holds. Like, what if he just legitimately cured cancer? You're like <laughs> Gallagher, that Gallagher, the watermelon guy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. I wonder if he would then get a free pass on all the racist, homophobic jokes then, or well, if yeah, people would still be calling him out at all times. Oh, he didn't write that stuff. He just he's telling <laughs> jokes. You know, in a way, he's just reflecting. You know what's actually inside of us. It's satire. He wouldn't tell it if people didn't laugh. <laughs> My grandma is alive because of this guy, so. So I think I think uh, he knows a little bit better than we do. All right, folks. <laughs> um, at 33 minutes and 15 seconds, Gallagher is shocked to hear he has a racist reputation, uh, which we've kind of gone over already. Like the the first joke he mentioned as you know, I guess he talked about the sledgematic thing first, but then the only joke I think he said in the whole thing was his one racist one about uh, Arab people. And he's he's shocked about everything. It, like, every time Mark says something, he is just incredulous. Racist? Who said that? Like nobody has to say it, dude. Like, listen to what you're talking about. Uh, at 34 minutes and 15 seconds, Gallagher says he doesn't write jokes. He just tells street jokes, hey, damn, uh, cool which I have song. down here as a bad boys moment because. A lot of a lot of comics will tell you you should write your own material and stuff, but according to Gallagher, that's not a big deal. It's no big deal. It's like not only is it not a big deal, that's like an excuse for him to say literally whatever he wants to say, with no repercussions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's insane. Like <laughs> and Martin eventually says he's like, dude, you have to take responsibility. You're saying he's like, ah, I'm. Yeah, but I'm not writing it. Like, well, people don't know that. You're just saying racist stuff, dude. Yeah, like when I heard him say that the first time when he was like, I didn't write these jokes, I was just thinking, that is, that's crazy. Like, wh- what comic wants to go out there and say they're, they're saying other people's jokes? I mean, I guess if you like paid somebody for the jokes or whatever, that's not a big deal. You're, and you cop to it, whatever. But to like use it as a, like a, like deflecting, like he's like almost like bragging about it almost. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't write these. It's cool. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. He's got a very, I don't know. I don't, is that like an old school, Maybe. uh, outlook on stand up comedy or is that just a Gallagher is crazy and weird? It could be a little, a combo of both. Well, like he, like he talked about sending his jokes to Carlin. Maybe that was like a thing back then. Like, Give some guy a $10 bill and he writes you a good joke. I don't know. Yeah. And sometimes you'll hear, like, uh, Todd Glass will talk about buying jokes from people and stuff like that. 
So I guess it's just something that happens with stand-ups. That's very weird. Yeah. Okay, now here is the biggest bad boy moment of all, except for when he actually walks out. At 36 minutes and 50 seconds, Gallagher says he doesn't believe in God. Just, just, help him. Like, he, well, first of all, he says, uh, they're God's joke, and then immediately says, no, I don't believe in God. Just, <laughs> like, as an afterthought, like, what are we, what, what are you talking about, man? And I'm surprised God didn't strike him dead right then. Right. Uh, uh, that's a good point. I thought that was going to be... I thought that was the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you heard it, it ended early, and you assumed it was just he was going to be struck by lightning or whatever. Well, maybe he's right. <sighs> maybe he is. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. If, if Gallagher is right about everything, God help us all. Talking about broken DNA. and mm-hmm. He was getting so upset with Mark trying to talk about cancer. Yeah, that was weird. Like, so and he, he, he He wouldn't let Mark just say, like, broken cells or no. whatever. He had to say broken DNA. It's broken DNA. Like, all right, man. <laughs> Calm down. In a way, it would kind of be fun to be in one of those uh, physics classes with uh, Gallagher. Just because... He didn't sound like he knew what he was talking about. I mean, I obviously don't know what I'm talking about, but none of that sounded right, right? Right. Well, he said he was a chemist, didn't he? Yeah. And then he was talking about going to, like, physics departments and stuff. Like, that's not the same. No. <laughs> These are two different things, Gallagher. I mean, uh, maybe back in the 1900s when he started, but these are two mm-hmm. different branches, I believe. Yeah. Uh, 41 minutes and 10 seconds. Mark decides he wants to get on the bad boy act. Mm-hmm. He burns Gallagher a little, telling him uh, he doesn't need street jokes in his act. Oh, shit! <laughs> and that's true. I- I've never heard Mark Marin do a street joke. Uh, he mostly talks about how depressing his life is and stuff. Well, you know, comedy's not therapy. It's, uh, it's release for the uh, audience. So the way that Mark's doing it is wrong. And he's not a good comedian. <laughs> yeah, that was another weird thing about Gallagher's uh, his philosophy, I guess. He thinks that you should, if you're a comedian, you should get out on stage and say whatever the audience wants to yep. hear. Like, they didn't come here to hear your comedy. They came here to hear what they want to You know, what they're already thinking or whatever. Right. He, he told Mark that he better have some lesbian jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I still do all right, but you say so, Gallagher. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to listen to Gallagher. He's one of the biggest guys out there. Oh, I mean, He's not on TV, but... Crushing right now. Okay, uh, right around 43 minutes or so, uh, Gallagher says Mark is pigeonholed, has pigeonholed him as a racist homophobe. And at this point, it kind of just ba- basically breaks down. They're just fighting, basically, at this point. But I pity the fool. Uh, well, Gallagher is insisting that he's not racist, he's not a homophobe, all these things. Mark is saying, well, listen to the things you've said so far. You you are saying racist and homophobic, homophobic things, so maybe you actually are. And then he's like, uh, well, gay guy can go up there, and all he talks about being gay, and like, but I can't go up there and talk about being straight? And Mark's like, no, you can do that. And then Gallagher's just like, uh... Okay. <laughs> you can do that without making fun of people, and he just he couldn't comprehend it. Yeah. Um, I'm not the world's biggest WTF fan, but gotta say, Mark's on the right side here. I think Gallagher was uh, pretty fucked up, the things he was saying. I was really surprised. Like, this is maybe the third episode I've listened to of WTF, and, like, I really expected... Mark to just like fly off the handle and he did get a little upset like a little heated but he was pretty calm throughout with how insane Gallagher's acting (laughs) yes exactly and he's trying to see it from his point of view and he's trying to like he's trying to put the things Gallagher is saying in a good light even he he tries to spin it around to like where he he can understand it and Gallagher just he he won't have it (laughs) yeah he's like not stand for it 
Yeah, stop trying to make what I'm saying make sense. Let me be crazy, please. No, that's not what I meant. I'm a huge racist. <laughs> but how dare you say I'm, I sound racist in the things I'm saying? And then at 48 minutes, Gallagher walks out. Where are you guys? He tells him, Mark, uh, he's just arguing to argue. And he's had enough. He's out of there. I'll tell you what. Mark Marin saying, oh, come on, Gallagher. <laughs> that might be the funniest line I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Just so, come on, Gallagher. That is, is Gallagher his first name? That can't be know. his first I name, was, can I'm it? I ask if we knew his first name. I have no idea. I'm going to look that up because that is weird that everybody just calls this guy Gallagher. Oh, come on, Gallagher. <laughs> Let's see here. Leo Anthony Gallagher Jr. Leo. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I guess Gallagher is better. All right, you're right this time, Gallagher. (laughs) (laughs) He got us there. That's one for Gallagher. It's one for Leo. Wikipedia has him as uh, occupation comedian, comma, prop comic. Did he have other co- props besides just taking a sledgehammer and a watermelon well, was, on stage? He was talking about that Carson one where he had like a puppet. Like, oh right, he, right, right. Was he full on carrot top style before the sledgematic or what? Okay, I mean, he had see. to be if he did eighteen specials. You can't just smash watermelons eighteen times. <laughs> He's got a wide variety of prop stuff. He has a large trampoline designed to look like a couch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the joke would be there. I'm I'm just scrambling trying to think of what you do with that. He probably did a whole hour on that. (laughs) I remember if you went to a a big thing about going to a Gallagher show, I I saw some of these specials when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And a big thing was that you had to wear a, a raincoat if you oh, were in yeah. the front row. Oh, yeah. I do like how Mark kept, um, he said this like three or four different times. He's like, yeah, you might have been a uh, fan of this guy. I don't know, when you were eight or nine. <laughs> Never. <laughs> he just kept kept making it clear that you had to be a child to like Gallagher's comedy, which was very fun. Yes. So all in all, I think uh, Mark did a pretty good job for... Yeah, he really kept his cool, which was very surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that brings me to the end of my notes. Uh, like I said, Gallagher just walked out on him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't know if there's another podcast I've ever heard where that happened. The guests got so mad, they just walk out. Yeah, this is a pretty uh, pretty unique one. It was pretty exciting to listen to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nearly as awkward as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. They were uh, They were pretty civil. Yeah, that the last Bad Boys episode where we talked about the You Made It Weird, uh, that was the most awkward one I've ever heard. And John Glazier didn't even walk out on him. He stood there and took it. He would have been fully within his right to say, hey, you remember all that money I took from you? Just go, all right, well, we're done here. But nope, didn't pull a Gallagher on him. Nope. God bless him. But... Hey, I gotta say, John Glazer is several levels above Gallagher. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're they're one A and one B in my book, but <laughs> teach their own. Hey, at least he got a TV show. <laughs> he must be doing something right. That's right. So on podcasts are wonderful. When it comes to the end of my notes, it's time to do ratings. We all know podcasts are the best, so let's rate this show from one to ten. But don't go too low when you rate my friend, cause then episode where everything is on the table we're not rating the podcast itself we're rating mark Marin and gallagher on how big of bad boys they were uh so a one would be a sweet little cutie and a 10 would be the naughtiest bad boy you've ever heard of uh so what do you say stone cold what do you, what would you give mark Marin 
uh, on his bad boys rating? Uh, I think Mark he he's about a five. He wasn't he wasn't too bad. He wasn't too much of a bad boy. I don't think he was kind of within his right to be how he was. If you've got Gallagher on your show and you have a interview show like Mark Maron's, you kind of have to ask the questions he was asking. Right. He he didn't really like goad him into anything. He was just kind of being straightforward, and then Gallagher was acting like Gallagher, so it went where it went. Hmm. Um. I might even go lower than a five, but then I think about how that friggin' Mark Maron he made me listen to. 15 minutes of him talking to himself. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give him a five as well. He's a little bit of a bad boy. A little bit. He, he uh, At the end there, he kind of roasted him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what would you give Gallagher? Oh, I don't know, Gallagher. He was a pretty bad boy in this episode. Um, I think I'm going to go full-on ten for being so argumentative and mostly for eating cookies the entire time. <laughs> That's a good point. When you're when you're right in somebody's ears like you are in the in the genre of podcasting, I mean it's very rude to just be eating on microphone. You can't eat dry ass chocolate chip cookies right in the microphone for twenty five minutes straight. It's, Absolutely. It's just, it's You've talked me mode. into it again. I mean I I was thinking maybe a little less because he wasn't like, <laughs> I guess my, my logic was he wasn't threatening physical harm, which is a, a crazy, uh, crazy standard to have in, in a modern America. But yeah, if he had uh, that hammer with him, he could have done it. Right. Yeah. I was wondering, like, what if you ever had to face off against Gallagher? In a cage match, he's got the sledgehammer. You've got your crazy large physique. Uh, I think I could uh, disarm him pretty quick. He seems like a little, a pretty frail little dude, but <laughs> I don't know. That might be a difference maker. We'd have to see. Yeah, the problem would be you would have to touch him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get my arms on the guy. He's. There's no telling what he's been doing. He's probably covered in pulp and. Yeah, exactly. He's been soaked in fruit juices for years. Slippery as all hell. <laughs> so I'm going to agree with you. I'm also going to give Gallagher a 10. He's a real naughty, naughty boy. Real naughty boy. I wonder if he's still out there touring. There was also a whole... I'm, I'm sad that uh, Mark didn't get a chance to get into the whole Gallagher 2 thing. Yeah, he kind of like offhandedly mentioned him, but then that was it. I'd like to know what the whole thing with that is. He Gallagher just... Gallagher 2 just stole his whole act, or what? Yeah, I'm not sure at all about it. Conflict with brother, Wikipedia says. <laughs> yeah, um, well, that's right. Oh, and it wasn't Gallagher numeral 2, it was Gallagher T-O-O. -O. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. These um, guys are the worst. Yeah, he just, his brother just went out Doing the sledgeomatic routine, <laughs> and he, the real Gallagher, had to sue him for trademark violations and false advertising because he also was not making it clear that he was not the real Gallagher. That'd be a cool day in court, I think. Yeah, can you imagine suing your brother? Do you have any siblings, by the way? Uh, probably not. I seem like uh. <laughs> I seem like an only child. Yeah. If I did, I would have probably wrestled them when we were kids and mm -hmm. really hurt one of them pretty bad. You know, I'm a pretty violent guy. I could see you being like a single, a single child, like where your parents like really build you up and you go out in the world with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Or like you're one of like six kids and uh, you feel like you have to act out to get, you know, a lot of attention. I'm for sure one of those two things. I can almost do <laughs> it. Um, I I have a brother Charles who uh, has a podcast of his own, and he has sued me several times. Uh, we always settle out out of court. Um, he makes me bake him baked goods. Uh, that is the settlement that he comes up with. 
And um, so I actually love my brother, so I don't mind doing it. I just wish he would just ask me instead of uh, right. going to the trouble of taking me to court every time. If you want a dozen cookies, just ask me. We don't have to go down to Judge Judy. But th- thank you so much, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, for being on the show. I think that's uh, all we have time for today. All right. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. For sure. Uh, thank you for listening, folks. So bye-bye. Let's see. Tell me when I should start to like get to the mad part of it. Well, yeah, I've been trying to goad you into it oh, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>